Hey, listeners, just a quick note in case the title of this episode didn't catch your attention, but today we're talking about something that might not be suitable for our younger listeners. Are you looking for ways to protect the minds, hearts, and souls of your children from the damaging and destructive effects of pornography? Would you like insights on how to equip them with the tools they need to be able to quickly recognize and rightly respond to pornographic images without robbing them of their innocence? And we're so glad you're joining us for today's episode. I'm your host, Katie Morgan, and welcome to Parenting with Ginger Hubbard. Ginger is the best-selling author of Don't Make Me Count to Three, Wise Words for Moms, and I Can't Believe You Just Said That. She speaks at women's events, parenting conferences, and homeschool conventions across the country. You can check out her parenting resources and find out when she's speaking in or near your area at gingerhubbard.com. If you enjoy this podcast and want to help support our ministry, one great way you can do that is by purchasing Ginger's resources directly from her website instead of other online retailers. And stay tuned until the end of this episode to receive a discount code on your purchase at gingerhubbard.com. Thank you so much for your support, listeners. This enables us to further our mission, to help parents reach the hearts of their children for the glory of God. I don't know about you, but I just love waking up in the morning, curling up in my comfy chair with a warm cup of coffee and reading the daily news. Did you just tense up? Because I did. Honestly, I sense myself wanting to avoid the news at all costs and shield my children from it as well. But what if there was a better way to be informed without being disheartened? Well, that's exactly what I love about the world and everything in it. This podcast from World News Group is my favorite source for current events because I can get sound journalism from a Christian worldview without the hysteria, the chaos, and the stress. As one of Apple Podcasts' top 100 news programs, they deliver essential headlines, field reporting, interviews, and expert analysis every weekday. Search for The World and Everything in It wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Ginger, this is a topic you and I have been talking about doing, I mean, since early on for more than two years now. And Mm -hmm. I'm not sure why we haven't addressed it yet, except to say that God knew the timing of this episode and how it would reach the hearts of the moms and dads who need to hear it right now. So listeners, we're glad you're joining us now, whether you're listening when this is released or even years down the road. I know, Katie. I don't know why we've waited so long because pornography is a highly destructive evil that has become accepted and even celebrated in our culture today. And what's really odd to me is that we've received hundreds of questions from our listeners, and maybe I've missed one, I don't know, but I don't recall seeing any questions about pornography. But protecting our children from the dangers of it should be a very high priority for every parent. Sex is an intimate and beautiful celebration of love designed by God to be shared within the holy covenant of marriage between husband and wife. But the enemy loves nothing more than to take something holy and beautiful and distort it into something evil and perverted. Satan is not creative. He cannot create, but he does have an evil ambition and talent for counterfeiting that which God meant for good and using it for destruction and harm. Pornography is the enemy's counterfeit version of sex meant to steal, kill, and destroy. Pornography at any age is addicting and damaging, but we have a responsibility as parents to do all that we can to protect the minds, hearts, and souls 
of our children from the evils of it. And Ginger, just to address one thing you said, I think one of the reasons we haven't heard from many parents on this issue is that a lot of them don't realize this isn't just an issue for teenagers or older kids. And Hmm. I think probably the majority of our listeners have younger kids. Uh, So what are your thoughts on how we can protect our children from the evil and damaging effects of pornography? Or can we? We can by protecting their eyes. Matthew chapter 6, verses 22 and 23 say, The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? In January of this year, Common Sense Media released a new research report regarding teens and pornography. The research found that 73% of teens ages 13 to 17 reported that they have watched pornography online, and more than half reported seeing pornography by the time they were 13. And parents, if you've ever questioned just how much pornography can shape and pervert the views of our children and lead them astray, 45% of teens said that they felt online pornography gives helpful information about sex. Mm. Seeing pornography as harmful to our adult brains, and without exception, has damaging effects on romantic relationships, whether we're married or not, but it affects children even more severely. A child's prefrontal cortex is one of the last parts of the brain to fully develop and mature, which doesn't even happen until mid to late 20s. The prefrontal cortex is part of the brain that helps with skills such as focusing, thinking through consequences of actions, planning, and managing impulses. The part of the brain that is the main component of harnessing basic self-control is not anywhere near developed in children. So when a child sees pornography, chemicals immediately fire off in the brain. And the variety of chemicals that are released into the brain creates a tidal wave of mixed emotions, such as curiosity, excitement, and shame that children are not mature enough to process. Kids are naturally curious, which is a good thing, but the enemy's goal is to take their God-given curiosity and use it to hurt them. His mission for pornography is to keep our children from fully enjoying God's good gifts for God's glory. All right, so let's talk a little bit more about how seeing pornography affects the brain. Here's a quote from protectyoungeyes.com. Sexual cues fire up the brain through the complex cocktail of neurochemicals like dopamine, norepinephrine, and serotonin. And let me pause just right there to describe each one. Dopamine is the chemical released in the brain that makes us feel good. Norepinephrine is a neurotransmitter and a hormone which plays an important role in the body's fight-or-flight response, affecting the rise and fall of blood pressure. And serotonin is a chemical that carries messages between nerve cells in the brain and throughout the body, playing a key role in sexuality. The quote goes on to say, Combine these powerful neurological forces with an underdeveloped prefrontal cortex and a young developing brain doesn't stand a chance. So I have a few thoughts on this from my own experience, but Ginger, can you share what you have learned are the most common ways children get exposed to porn? 
Well, one of the most common ways I've heard and read about are kids being exposed to pornography by peers, especially peers with smartphones. Unfortunately, children are getting devices younger and younger these Mm -hmm. days. Kids on average get their first phone between the ages of 10 and 12. And of course, phones with internet access put pornography right at their fingertips. Sleepovers, play dates, and even a child just sitting in the backseat of a car with a friend and a smartphone can be the devil's playground. Another common way kids are exposed is when they come up on it accidentally while scrolling the internet or social media. Katie, I know one of your children uh, experienced an accidental and horrific exposure to pornography that had a really devastating effect. That whole incident, I know it's been a few months now, but that whole incident just makes my blood boil. Um, You want to tell your listeners what happened? Sure. Well, if our listeners follow me on Instagram, they probably saw on my stories Um, back in the spring of 2023, when our family went on a trip to Hawaii. It was a wonderful family vacation that sadly ended in what can only be described as trauma when two of my three kids were exposed to graphic violence and full frontal male and female pornography while sitting on a Delta flight. Mm -hmm. And I've reached out to Delta numerous times about this experience. They've given me little more than lip service. And frankly, blame shifting as to how it happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, They actually blamed the film industry for creating the films and absolutely refused to take responsibility for the fact that they chose these films for their passengers. They chose to put them on the flight um, Mm -hmm. and then allowed them to be displayed on the seat backs of their passengers right in the view of my children. And God only knows how many more kids. Uh, My husband and I were horrified by the graphic violence we saw from our seats, things that are honestly too graphic for me to even describe here. So you can imagine what it does in the mind of a child to see these things. And it makes my blood boil to this day. But if y'all want to read the ridiculous response I got from Delta about this, you can check out my Instagram account. That's Katie in a corner, K-A-T-Y in a corner. And go to my highlight called Delta Airlines. It's right next to my highlight called Hair Loss. Um, I'm starting to think I need to make some happy highlights on my Instagram. <laughs> it's all the terrible stuff. Like my hair's falling out and Delta's exposing my kids to porn. I <laughs> know. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, you need to put some happier things on yeah, there. But, you know, you know, Katie, here's what I don't get. There are thousands of clean and entertaining movies available. So there is absolutely no excuse for Delta to rob the innocence of children by exposing them to pornography. Right, right. Media is one of the biggest outlets the enemy uses for setting up God's children for destruction. Remember, Satan is not creative, but we do know from Genesis 3-1 that he is exceptionally crafty. My daughter Alex first saw porn when she was 14. She was on a computer, unsupervised, with no filter on it. Shame on me. Mm. But listen to this. She Googled Winnie the Pooh-themed desktop wallpaper, and when she started scrolling, sexually explicit and graphic depictions of the Winnie the Pooh cartoon characters popped up. Mm. Apparently, in the image she saw, they were uh, doing a whole lot more in the Hundred Acre Wood than looking for Piglet and Roo. That is messed up. It really is. And what's so sad and infuriating is that, like your kids, Katie, you can't unsee Images like that. Alex said the image that she saw burned into her brain, and she still remembers exactly what it looked like to this day. And I just hate that because it completely perverted a sweet and innocent childhood classic for Alex. Winnie the Pooh pornography. So evil. Mm. 
But as much as I hate that for Alex, I also hate it for the person who created and posted that perversion, the person who took something wholesome and good and used it as bait to lead children astray. Mm. Woe to that person. Mark 9.42 says, If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them if a large millstone were hung around their neck and they were thrown into the sea. The first time I saw pornography was from a neighborhood friend who found her dad's pornographic magazine stash in his nightstand drawer. Um, I was nine years old. I'm 54. And like Alex, I still remember the images in vivid detail and how they made me feel. Um, It's just such a sad injustice when a child's first introduction to sex is not God's beautiful design for it, but ugly pornography. When their initial understanding of sexual intimacy is a dirty, evil, and distorted perversion. That's one of the reasons why parents really need to start talking about God's design for sex with their children in age-appropriate ways sooner rather than later. It's in the best interest of our children when we normalize talking about sex and pornography. Children need to have at least a basic idea of what sex is and God's purpose and intention for it before they even have a chance of being exposed to pornography. That way, when they do see something that doesn't line up with God's design for it, they're able to recognize and reject it. that's such a good point because please don't let your child's first introduction to the topic of sex be because of something like this. It's really important to have these conversations early and often with our kids. And listeners, Ginger and I gave lots of tips for talking to children, even young children. I'm talking toddlers and up about sex in natural biblical and age appropriate ways. We talked about that in episode 72. Um, And I, I understand when I say three years old, some people are going to gasp in horror, but the books that we went through with our kids, we recommend them in that episode, but it is definitely age appropriate. There's Mm -hmm. absolutely nothing that's Mm -hmm. shocking that you would reveal to a three-year-old. But it's just a great place to start with these episodes if you're unsure how to do that. So we'll have Heather put a link to that episode in the show notes. That's right. And, and, you know, there should be no awkwardness or shame in having those conversations with our children, because according to the Word of God, there is nothing awkward or shameful about it when it's within marriage. Mm-hmm. When sex is within God's boundaries, it's a precious gift to be celebrated. So talk to your children about God's design for sex, and also go ahead and talk with them about how Satan uses pornography to rob God's children from experiencing the true and holy joy of it. So once parents are initiating conversations about what sex is and God's design for it, that's the time to start having talks with them about pornography. Uh, Ginger, so many of our listeners have voiced how much they appreciate you offering suggestions for how conversations between parents and kids might go. And assuming that our listeners have already listened to our episode on talking to kids about sex and are already having those conversations in natural ways, uh, how might they bring up the topic of pornography? Well, it might be good to start out just by reiterating some of the things you've already talked about. Maybe something like, sweetie, you know how God created everything in the world. He created me, your dad, your sister, and you. And we've talked about how God also made sex to be a good thing between husbands and wives and how one day it will be a good thing for you when you get married. Well, today I want to talk to you about something called pornography. Pornography is pictures or videos of sex, or if your child is very young, you might say pictures or videos of people with no clothes on. 
Pornography is what Satan uses to try and make sex a bad thing. And it's important for us to talk about it because it brings harm to those who look at it. And then go ahead and explain what you mean by harmful, just so they're not confused. You might say, God made our bodies for good, and He wants us to treat our bodies with love and respect because that shows love and respect for Him. Pornography shows things that are not good for our eyes to see. It tricks our minds into thinking bad things about sex, which is not what God wants. God wants what is best for us, which is why He made sex to only be shared between a husband and wife in private. And these conversations are ways to encourage our kids to be aware of the dangers of porn before they're exposed to it. Because Mm -hmm. trying to explain sex after a child has been exposed to pornography is really, I would imagine, so difficult and so confusing for the child. Well, you're having to undo damage. Right. And honestly, our experience with talking to our kids about sex, it has been such a normal, like there was curiosity, there were questions. It was not a scary thing. Um, And so, yeah, I just really encourage parents, if you're if you're thinking you're going to wait until your kids are 10, 11, 12 to talk about these things, I, I think you might be too late to give them the sort of introduction to it that is most helpful and healthy for their minds. Um, but unfortunately, in the world we live today, they will most likely be exposed to pornography in one way or another. No, I mean, no question. They will come mm-hmm. across it, whether they see it accidentally or someone deliberately shows it to them. That's right. So we have to equip them with the tools they need ahead of time so that they're able to quickly recognize that pornography is wrong, and then they're able to rightly respond to it. The more we equip them, the better chance they have of not being led astray and not suffering the evil destruction of it. So just put those instructions out there. Sweetheart, if you accidentally see pornography, the best thing you can do is to immediately turn your eyes away. If an image or video pops up on a device, just quickly close the laptop or turn off the device and come tell your dad and me. If someone tries to show you a pornographic image or video, immediately turn your eyes away. Tell that person, no, I will not look at that and come and tell your dad and me about it. You will never, always tell our kids this, you will never get in trouble for telling us. It might seem embarrassing maybe to talk to us about it, but we want to know so that we can help you understand what you saw. Our kids need to know it's safe to talk to us about sex and pornography. And the more we make it an open topic of discussion in our homes, the more confident they'll be to come to us if and when they're exposed to it. Have your kids ever come to you with math homework and asked for your help, only for you to realize you did a mathematical brain dump the day you graduated high school? Well, I have great news for you, parents. Whether you're homeschooling or helping your kids with their math homework after school, CTC Math is an invaluable resource. They have video tutorials and summaries that are concise and really engaging while still fully covering the subject matter. It's like having your own personal math tutor accessible at any time. I have so many favorite things about CTC Math, but just to name a few, I get extensive reports and summaries of my kids' progress. We have access to CTC Math's entire catalog of lessons, not just per grade level, as many online math programs do. And finally, there is a 365-day money-back guarantee, literally no questions asked. If you or your kids need some extra help with math, go to ctcmath.com and sign up for a free trial. Again, that's ctcmath.com.
children have no frame of reference when it comes to what is inappropriate discussion. They get their cues from us. And those cues build into the way they think, process, and react. So having these open conversations helps remove any potential awkwardness or embarrassment and encourages them to come to us with any questions they may have. Like I said earlier, kids are naturally curious, so they will start asking questions and receiving information about these things eventually. Mm -hmm. It's better that answers and facts about sex and pornography come from parents where children receive a biblical, healthy, and holy view than from some other source where they might receive a worldly, unhealthy, and evil view. Mm -hmm. When parents welcome questions and satisfy natural curiosities with biblical truths, kids aren't as likely to turn to other sources that might put them in danger of being misguided and led astray by evil agendas. I want to recommend a resource to those parents who are like me and would rather read through a book with their kids on topics like this. I've just found that conversations go really well when I can read something and then we can discuss it together. So there are two books I highly recommend. One is called Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, and it's recommended by the author for kids ages 6 to 11. Again, 6 to 11. 6 seems really young to people, but absolutely it's appropriate. And the other one is called Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, Junior. And that's recommended for kids aged three to six. And we'll have Heather link to those in the show notes. And I did say three years old for that second book, as hard as it is to imagine. I keep saying this over and over again because I get it. I mean, I've not that Mm -hmm. long ago had a three-year-old and it just seemed like something I didn't want to broach because you feel like you are robbing them of their innocence when you open their eyes to these things. But again, so much better for you to be the one to open their eyes to it than for it to come from the world and that be their first exposure. Yeah, and again, these these resources help you do that in age-appropriate exactly. ways that don't rob them right. of their innocence. Right, yes. you. They do not get into a lot of the specifics for the three- to six-year-olds. Right. Um, it right. just shows them what to do if they happen to come across something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I do speak from experience that we want to be on the offense and not defense as it relates to issues of sexuality in particular. Okay, Ginger, we have five practical tips for protecting kids from pornography. And then I want to have you talk about how parents can help children who have already been exposed to it, whether accidentally or intentionally. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good, Katie. How about you start with the practical tips? Sure. Well, tip number one is not to give your children smartphones. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, It's probably pretty predictable coming from me, (laughs) but I can't think of a single reason for a child, especially a young child, to have a phone with internet access. There are lots of options for phones that allow parents and kids to be in touch without the dangers associated with smartphones. You know, one we've recommended in the past is the Gab phone, but there are now lots of other options as well. Um, Just do your research and find the one that best fits your family's needs and your budget. If you do want to go with the Gab, phone specifically, you can find a coupon code for that in our show notes. If you don't feel the same way about smartphones as we do, then these next two tips are great alternatives. Uh, Tip number two is the Griffin router. It's for phones, computers, or laptops, gaming consoles, basically anything that uses the internet. And the Griffin router provides total protection against screen time addiction, adult websites, inappropriate content, hackers, personal privacy threats. Uh, It gives parents the power to block websites, set time limits, track usage for any device on your network. So uh, the controls are impossible to hack by kids because turning them off will also shut off the internet, which is Mm -hmm. handy. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's a hub 
essentially for monitoring your kids online and your family's first line of defense against digital dangers. But also know, parents, that even with things like this in place, there are workarounds. I mean, we found out recently that even Maps, even the Maps app, you can search pictures and find things that are inappropriate. Yeah. Mm. So um, you can, with the Griffin router, though, you can access everything with parental controls, assign devices to individual profiles for each child, limit daily usage of video games, devices, apps, website access, and allow or deny screen time requests in real time. So Mm. it's helpful. Also, if you are allowing your kids to have smartphones and you want to protect them from pornography as well as uh, all the other dangers that come with smartphones, they need to have a lot of accountability. Mm. So for tip number three, we recommend the Covenant Eyes app and Victory app. These apps give you access to their phone activity. And if your first thought is that your child would be resistant to this sort of accountability, that could be a red flag. Mm -hmm. If they don't have anything to hide, they really shouldn't mind you having access. The Covenant Eyes app tracks activity on your child's devices, and the powerful filters help keep porn at bay. The Victory app delivers the feed of your child's phone activity directly to your phone, giving an account of their online behavior, which means there can be no secrets. Y'all, it's just good accountability. Mm. Tip four, if you have a computer or laptop with internet access in your home, consider having it in a central location in the house, maybe the family room or the kitchen, just wherever there's an open space where the screen can be easily seen by everyone. But like Katie said, keep in mind that even with the accountability of the open space where all can see something inappropriate can still pop up. I mean, if it can pop up on maps, it can pop up on anything. Yep. And and anything's possible with Google. Mm-hmm. So pairing the family computer or laptop with the Griffin router is going to keep kids safe from pornography on the internet and give parents peace of mind. Let's put it this way. It will keep them safer. Safer. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't know that there's word. any truly yep. safe where there is absolutely no possibility of it. Definitely safe. That's true. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Tip five is to be informed about the dangers of technology, which you guys have heard Katie on that soapbox in several episodes, (laughs) and we are thankful for that and her passion uh, for really warning parents against the dangers of technology. ProtectYoungEyes.com, that's the website we mentioned earlier. They have tons of resources to help protect kids from pornography, uh, such as a free newsletter to help parents stay up to date on the latest digital trends because they change very rapidly, um, very quickly. So we need to be up on that. It also gives parents access to a library full of reviews on games, social networking apps, and streaming services. They offer a basic summary of each item in the library, as well as detailed warnings of all the risks involved. Parents, please do your research so you can be informed. I was on protectyoungeyes.com doing research for this episode, and I read their summary and parental advisory for Instagram. They documented pornographic images that have been reported but wound up being dismissed by Instagram and deemed as appropriate, Mm. which really doesn't surprise me. The photos were censored, but I could easily tell that the photos were explicitly pornographic. Um, Out of the six examples of reported images, the only one Instagram removed involved a woman having sex with a horse. I know. And my guess is they probably removed that one because animal rights organizations got involved. Right, yeah. 
Probably. Mm. Uh, the Protect Young Eyes website also gives parents step-by-step instructions for how to set up parental controls, which is perfect for someone like me who is severely technically challenged. <laughs> Katie can vouch. <laughs> Well, Ginger, what if a child has already seen pornography and might be having trouble fixating on the images they saw? What can parents do to help? First, never make them feel guilty about accidentally seeing pornography. Encourage them to tell you when they're having trouble getting those thoughts out of their head so that you can teach them how to overcome impure fixations. Hebrews 12 gives specific instructions for doing just that. Verses 1 and 2 say, Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. Fixing our eyes, what that means is looking away from something and fixing our gaze on the right thing. To help them fix their eyes on the right thing, we can help them find a Bible verse or a worship song to replace the images in their mind's eye. Uh, Maybe encourage them to sing that song in their head or out loud even, or color that Bible verse with crayons, or uh, maybe draw a picture of what the Bible verse reminds them of. All of those things offer them a means of escape by giving them an alternative focus, a focus that helps them put off impure and unwholesome thoughts and put on the righteousness and holiness of God. Philippians 4, 8 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And we can be willing to pray with them out loud when they're struggling with unwholesome thoughts. Or even better, we can pray with them and teach them how to pray about those thoughts. It's also helpful to recite Bible verses as part of prayers. There is power in praying the Word of God. Ephesians 5.26 talks about the cleansing and purifying power the Word of God has on His children. And Psalm 119.9 says, How can a young person stay on the path of purity? by living according to your word. So praying the word of God with our children. I think one of the most important things we can do to protect our kids from pornography is to help them to facilitate and do with them hiding God's word in their heart. Hmm. I can't Mm -hmm. think of any Hmm. better way to protect them from the dangers. Um, And then second to that is not giving them access to it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But Ginger, how are parents to respond if their child sees pornography and it wasn't an accident? What if the child knew it was wrong, they'd been taught not to look at it, but they intentionally and willingly sought out unwholesome images or videos? Whether they've been caught or confessed, don't shame them for giving in to temptation. As their parents, we are their authority but we are not their judge. We are assigned and commanded to train, instruct, discipline, counsel, encourage, and bring our children up in the way they should go for one reason, to help them recognize and understand their need for Jesus. So while consequences might be necessary, such as withholding all devices and sources that fuel temptation, whatever we need to do to guard them from this, that's a great consequence to withhold Mm -hmm. those devices. Um, We don't shame and judge. Instead, we take them to the good news of the gospel. We take them to the cross where the atoning blood of Jesus was shed for their forgiveness and salvation. We encourage them to embrace the hope and the help they have in Jesus. 
Now is the part of our show where we share a funny kid quip from one of our listeners. Today's kid quip is courtesy of Jane in Ontario, Canada. And she says this, It's finally summer here in Canada, and I am talking about setting up the kiddie pool to my three-year-old in our backyard. She was watching me blow it up and fill it with water. Then I say, okay, it's all set. She looks at me and says, where are all the cats? I am so bewildered for a split moment until I realize that she has been thinking I have said kitty pool. Kitty. (laughs) Kitty. I love the literal minds of children. And imagine her disappointment. Like she's imagining a whole fun afternoon with a bunch of little kittens. Little kittens. That's terrible. (laughs) Well, if you have a kid quip for our show, we would love to hear from you. It can be any funny thing your child or grandchild has said, or it can even be something funny you said as a child. Just go to gingerhubbard.com slash kid quips. That's Q-U-I-P-S to submit those. Well, Ginger, I know this is a topic that has so many emotions attached to it. Uh, Anger at the world we live in, despair that we can't always protect our kids from it, and even sorrow that we or our loved ones have been directly impacted by the negative effects of pornography. So can you leave us all with a final word of encouragement? As parents, we have a responsibility to do all that we can to protect the minds, hearts, and souls of our children from the evils of pornography. So let's be willing to have those open, honest conversations about the dangers of it and equip our kids with the tools they need to not be led astray. The more we equip them, the better chance they have of not suffering the damaging and destructive effects of it. Thank you so much, Ginger, and thank you listeners for joining us today. If you enjoy our show and want to hear more, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening. And while you're there, we would love for you to leave us a rating or a review. This really does help us get the word out about our podcast so that other parents can be encouraged to reach the hearts of their children. Visit gingerhubbard.com to find Ginger's practical resources that will help you get to the heart of outward behavior and address it from a biblical perspective. Today, we're offering a discount on Ginger's children's books, co-authored with Al Roland. Just use the code PARENTING at checkout to get 10% off these three books. Sam and the Sticky Situation is a book about whining. Chloe and the Closet of Secrets is a book about lying. And Sean and his amazing shrinking sister is a book about teasing. But wait, there's more. We're also offering $10 off when you buy all three of these books. That's in addition to the 10% discount on your total order. Again, just go to gingerhubbard.com and use the code parenting at checkout. Thank you so much for joining us today, listeners. We look forward to being with you again next week. Until then, may God bless you as you seek to reach the hearts of your children for the glory of God. Have you ever been at a total loss for how to explain to your kids some of the really hard things they've seen in our culture or in the news? Sometimes I resort to distraction, like, hey, who wants ice cream? (laughs) Because I'm just not sure how to rightly respond. This is why I'm so excited about a new podcast that is stepping in to meet that need. The podcast is called Concurrently, and each episode is full of practical help so that we can teach our kids how to develop news literacy and biblical discernment. To find out more, visit concurrentlypodcast.com and you can listen to new episodes of Concurrently every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts.